0: Welcome to Kids Says Some Shit Podcast, a place where we'll be discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm your host, Kid, and I definitely got some shit to say. I do want to give a quick disclaimer. I'm not a medical health professional. I'm not here to bully, chastise, or judge. Okay, maybe judge a little bit. But I'm just a woman with a podcast with some shit to say and thought there are some people out there who like to hear so here it goes. Today, I want to talk about partners and projects. Now everyone has some kind of an idea about the relationship they like to have and the kind of person they like to have it with. If there's ever been a time in your life where you took a pen and a paper and you sat down and wrote out what kind of partner you wanted, it might have looked like a list of physical characteristics or rather superficial criteria. You know, I want him to be about this tall, about this short, about this big, about this small, about this dark, about this light, about this length, about this width. And depending on what era you found yourself in or identify in, those aesthetics were a little different. That list also could look like a set of personality or behavioral traits that you prefer. You know, someone respectful, someone responsible, Responsive, reliable, giving, caring, etc. When our relationship experience is limited, that list looked like a laundry list of positive traits with no room for anything but perfection. And then as we got older and our experiences with people and relationships grew, that criteria might have shifted, becoming a laundry list of no go's. Basically, traits we don't want and refuse to tolerate. Like a narcissist, someone who's manipulative, someone who's verbally abusive, an addict, etc. But over time, and with a great deal of personal growth, those less often leave that paper and become a mental idea of the kind of partner we want to share our lives with. And this likely leaves a little room, a little wiggle room, For personality quirks and flaws and unexpected things, because we all have quirks and we all have flaws, and there's always something unexpected about us. You might want a partner who, well, now you might want a partner who prioritizes personal growth, self care, and deep inner work in the way that you do. I know I do. I've been on a journey of transformation and reflection. And my future partner has to have been on that journey, could be in the thralls of that journey. But that journey is something that's important to me. See, I need a partner who is willing to address conflict as it comes up. A partner who was or is capable of communicating with me and is willing to be vulnerable in order to create true intimacy. And, but of course, you know, I want a partner that's attractive. Who doesn't want eye candy? And that candy could be whatever candy your heart desires. It could be a Cadbury egg. It could be a Snickers. It could be some nerds. It could, it could be some cashews. But that candy is eye candy to you nonetheless. And of course this person has to have some type of chemistry and sexual compatibility. As well as a number of other interests that match yours. Because you know you, you must match your fly. Someone who can make you laugh. Someone who can make you think. Who could be there with you or show up for you even on your most challenging days. And you... Be there for them, a partner. The maker or the marker of a partner is clear and open communication is one of the number one markers. You say what you mean and you mean what you say and you say it with your whole chest. With no animosity or no maliciousness behind it. You are responsive to one another. You give each other space to be individually themselves and loving them for who they are. You grow together through your diversity. A partner is someone you can depend upon to communicate clearly with. They work with you in a way that improves both of your lives. In fact, partnership is an active state where both parties in the relationship contribute to each other. Each person has a vested interest in the other person's well-being. This often means no interference and one another's lives as a deep trust has already been fostered. When you find a partner, you should be peaceful because the urgency and turbulence of figuring it out or locking it down will be replaced with open handed love and discovery. But when urgency and angst is applied to partnership, it becomes a project. And in a relationship that is a project, people simply don't talk about their underlying issues. Women tend to be seen or become bitches and men tend to be seen or become distant. Or you have men to become possessive and women who are considered manipulative seducers. Each person just picking away the surface issues, picking away at each other, picking away at themselves. There are a lot of things that I am or identify as. Like a loving friend, a creative, a nurturer, an asshole, a protective, an empath. And there's a lot of things that I'm not. Like I'm not a therapist. I'm not a political talking head. I'm not a life coach and I'm damn sure not a self-proclaimed fixer. You know, too often women are faulted or accused of wanting to change their men. Even though it's true for some, I wouldn't agree for all. It could be said that men want women to be simple, simple simple-minded, simple needs, simple requirements. It's also a gross, generalized amendment. Those are very blanketed statements. Some people think that they are mechanics and that the auto body just so happens to be a human body and personality, but that doesn't go for everyone. People who get into project relationships come with a list of fixed needs and romanticized ideas of what a relationship is supposed to supply. It has plenty of sex, of course, because someone needs to be satisfied, right? It has enough joy and happiness to last a lifetime. It takes little effort and should just be easy. And above all else, each person will just know that they found the one. I mean, the illusion, delusion of it all, right? But it's not the one, is it? Especially if you have to put them together like a Mr. Potato Head. If you have to not only pin the tail on the donkey, but put the ears and the hat and the eyes and the heart on it because you are determined to have the vision or the version of happily ever after that no mat- no matter what your partner feels about it. Like, think of a project relationship, like a group project you had to unwillingly participate in high school or college and how it usually turned out, you know, with one person doing all of the work, how exhausting and daunting it was in in a school scenario, yet you would happily skip into a relationship scenario like that. To mention in the relationship scenario, the poor project starts believing that they actually need to be fixed after a while, and that's if they do or they don't, and that develops a steady unhappiness that leaks into the rest of the relationship. See, there's someone that is giving and working and pouring into the other person without being filled, without being watered properly, without being tended to or tending to themselves. That has to be such like the emptiest existence. Instead of looking at your significant other as a project, think of yourselves as two separate people because you are happy people that are there to encourage one another through life. You and this other person loving the life you both as single individuals were given. And so excited to just share it with each other. You picked each other up when you fall. Because you want to, not because you're expected to. Now, I don't have the mental capacity or the desire to be emotionally caulking someone else's holes. This is not HGTV, boo-boo. I don't want to be in a relationship that mimics a house flipping show or making over someone else's home. If you happen to be a person who loves a project, who loves fixing broken things, who loves fixing things that they think are broken, who loves fixing things that they broke, please reconsider it. I mean, yes, dating is hard. It is not easy being alone. It's not easy to be on any streets. There aren't many good choices out there in the singles population. Um. Yes, this dating life is trash and smells like a cup of dumpster juice. Yes, the fish in the sea are swimming in some of the murkiest water and they have the riddest eyes. But that is someone out there for you. And you just have to find him after you find yourself or find her or find them or find it. Why waste time and energy on someone who doesn't appreciate you? On someone you don't appreciate that much if you are trying to fix them. Sure, you may have temporary success in fixing up a fixer-upper. But just remember that old habits die hard. And the sooner than you can imagine, your project may be back to their always. Except that some people simply may not want to change despite your best intentions. Now, what are you getting out of trying to fix a person that clearly lacks a motivation and drive to fix themselves? Being in a relationship where you are managing your partner is really doing a disservice to both of you. This behavior falls into a category of having, what is it, the disease to please. And the real question is, how can anyone authentically love you if you don't allow them to authentically know you or authentically be themselves? Trying to manage another person denies you of real support and denies the other person the opportunity to step into their own potential as a partner and not a project. Now, have you considered that you are Inhibiting yourself from fulfilling everything that you are capable of accomplishing because you are just too busy pouring into a bottomless well. It's almost like being responsible for another human being like a parent or a caregiver. And I know you're probably saying like, kid, yeah, but a partner is someone who will take care of you, you know, nurture you. And I'm like, you might as well just say breastfeed you, burp you, teach you how to walk, change your shoes. Since we are speaking like we are baby birds waiting out here to be fed. You want them to chew up your food for you too, boo-boo? A partner is someone who can fully support themselves as an individual, but emotionally, will be emotionally articulate. And in addition to running their life can include you in it and participate in supporting and uplifting you. Not someone who you expect or expects you to hold the bag alone. Not someone who is trying to raise you or you're trying to raise them, but someone you can grow with. If I wanted a fetus, I would produce one from the swell of my abdomen or adopt a child that is in need of love and support. Not pick up where my significant partner's parents left off. Not attempting to heal the wounds that only they can reach. The wounds only they can address. The wounds only they can grow from. See, that's shadow work. And my own shadow work has my plate plentiful. Now, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Because they will probably claim that they don't like the taste of it. And you're saying, well, you know, this person has a great smile and a great sense of humor and they have good taste in music, but they are not as ambitious as they should should be, rather. You know, I see the potential in them, but they don't see it in themselves. So they lack motivation. But are you going to marry someone who can't even motivate themselves? Do you see yourself with someone that can't motivate themselves? And I understand being supportive, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about motivation. I mean, would you feel comfortable introducing this person to your friends or your parents? We should be selective as to who we choose to share our lives with. Make sure that this person with whom you spend your time possesses the important qualities of a person you like your best friend or your sister or your family member to date because you want the best for the, your loved ones. So make sure you demand the best for yourself. How can you expect a healthy relationship with someone who may just have a toxic one with themselves? Now, I don't know about you, but my schedule is way too hectic to fit in managing someone else's life. And to be honest, even the thought of dating a project is extremely draining because spending so much time and effort trying to fix what is most likely a lost cause or fix someone who doesn't feel as though they need to be fixed. And guess what? It's not even your job. It's not my job. It's not your job. Most of us need some fine tuning. You know, life in the world is such a shit show. Aliens haven't even been back to visit us. And we are all going through crap at some stage of life. But we don't need someone else coming in and trying to fix us. Coming in and trying to fix someone else. If we need to fix something about ourselves, then we are the ones that need to fix it. We need to take our lives into our own hands and inside what we want to do with it it's simply not your place her place his place their place to do that with someone else's life plus change comes from within not from some nagging significant other not from some demanding lover the thing is is people don't change unless they really want to so You can keep wishing and hoping and praying and thinking and encouraging and supporting all you want. It won't make any difference unless the person genuinely wants to talk to the man in the mirror and make the change themselves. If they decide that they want to change or if you want to change, this process is usually better done alone. And many want to be single while they're going through it because... This relationship is no longer serving them. So what's happening? Now you're sitting there with a handful of UNO cards and your partner has UNO'd out on you. It's pretty much a no-win situation when you're dealing with someone that you thought was a project. And then yes, they could in fact love you down to your shitty drawers. But love does not mean they are willing to change for you. Too often, society sends these messages that people will change for love. What that creates is this expectation that if someone loves us enough, they will change for us. They will become whatever it is we need because they love us. It leaves out the fact that if we actually love someone, we should be loving them for them. Not because they transform themselves. See, people are not our pet projects. I mean, some of them might be our pets, but <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But they're not our pet projects. They're not here for us to rehabilitate. And even DIYers can't make someone something they are not and they don't want to be. What society as a whole really needs to do is make over its approach to relationships. Because we should be loving people for who they are, not for their potential. We shouldn't be eyeing potential partners like a landscaper or a tattoo artist told to go nuts on a blank surface. We shouldn't be assessing anyone for their deficits and determining how we will make them measure up to the standards that are in our heads. If you're entering a relationship with the sole focus focus of fixing someone, then guess what? That relationship is bound to just be about them. Relationships should be started on a foundation of mutual respect and love. It is one space that you have in your life where you should feel truly loved and cared for and appreciated. But guess what happens when you enter a relationship But the soul focuses on fixing someone. That person will likely feel all of those things. But you won't. Because the relationship is not about you. It's about them. And God forbid the relationship falters. And they finally get get themselves together after it ends. Lord the resentment. Resentful and feeling slighted that all of the hard work. All of the time and the energy you put into getting this jigsaw puzzle together. You know, trying to place this square into this triangle. And they have the nerve to come out on the other end of the relationship. And enter into a new one with the determination to thrive to succeed. And a the responsiveness they lacked while with you. Sit on it. Hmm. Now, you might be like, how do you pick a partner and not a project? And I would say by turning inward. We can start by putting an end to dating our unresolved issues. We date our low self-esteem, our codependency, our family issues, poor boundaries, the issues that we need to deal with. You like how they keep showing up in the form of people you date? Because it's like the universe is like, I keep sending you opportunities to learn, but you don't want to. So when you date the same type of person and the same, you have the same type of problems and you keep dating in the exact same way. Because you haven't been learning. The cycle just continues and keeps confronting your shadow self and the partner form. Look realizing and getting into that getting into a relationship isn't the best way to deal with trust issues. Because dealing with trust issues is the best way to deal with trust issues. And dealing with abandonment issues is the best way to deal with abandonment issues. If we don't want to keep dating our unresolved issues, we should resolve them. Whether that's through reading or meditating or self-help, seeing a therapist, getting to a support group, dealing with your shadow self. Instead of waiting around for a partner or partners to change or expecting someone to be what you need or what you think you need. How about we empower ourselves to change by working on our own issues rather than leaving them unresolved? When we empower ourselves to change, we quit playing the blame game. We realize that everyone else is not responsible for our experiences. We recognize that we are, and then we decide to make changes in how we behave. We stop trying to impress any and everything and learn to be exactly who we are supposed to be. We stop dating the way we always have and start trying to connect at a deeper level. We see red flags. We don't make assumptions. We raise our standards. We understand that being alone isn't some kind of life punishment but a privilege. See at the end of the day, once you have worked on you, you fix your insecurities, you created your own boundaries. You worked with your own shadow and healed yourself. There will be no room for a project that doesn't include art supplies or flowers. The path to choosing a partner will be clear because you would have chosen yourself. If you need to fix something, fix a tire, fix your wig, fix your house, or just focus on fixing yourself. If you really do have the urge to date someone who needs to be fixed, it is time to do some self-reflection. You need to work on why you have the need to control, save, or fix someone. Because that's more about you than it is about them. And then in the meantime, in the between time, Bob Plant, sound like you need something to entertain yourself. That is all for me today. Thank you for listening in every Wednesday. You can find me at kids says some shit on Instagram where you can leave questions, comments, concerns. Well, if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss in an upcoming episode, drop it in my DM. See you guys next week.